Hello everyone and welcome to the 15th episode of the Stories About Fear podcast with another fellow Romanian, a very inspiring and visionary guest, Alexandra Bădiță, transform your life with journaling. Alexandra Bădiță is the founder of Impressivity by Alexandra, journaling and storytelling coach and the creator of the journaling studio. I know you are very curious to learn more about this art and mastery of journaling and Alexandra is the best person to learn from as she has a background in journalism and communication sciences and passionate about writing and stories, teaching the art of journaling since 2017. She is an international author and she has created the book, Write Your Way to Happiness. And the journal impress yourself every day which got me very curious to test out pretty soon uh, her output on fear is the following feel the fear and do it anyway with amazing achievements both in romania and internationally i cannot be more happy and grateful to welcome alexandra today with us Welcome, Alexandra. Thank you so much, Roxana. Oh my God, what a beautiful introduction. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's wonderful that you took the time to be with us today because I know you have a pretty full schedule. You have a lot on your plate. You have a new project also starting this September with kids. So please tell us about your amazing mission with journaling and what are you up to these days? <laughs> yes, it's indeed a really uh, beautiful and busy time as well. Although my goal since the beginning of this year is to find more balance and I'm getting better at it. <laughs> I think this is something that all entrepreneurs struggle with and it's a real challenge. But at the same time, you know, it's a, the best way to be uh, productive is to actually first take care of ourselves as well. So my mission on journaling is to support people to learn how to express themselves and impress themselves because journaling is a beautiful tool for everyone to put pen to paper and express their emotions, express their feelings and get to discover who they really are. We can use journaling for healing, for setting goals for expressing and releasing negative emotions. And also we can use it for business purposes. So it has a really broad spectrum of benefits. And yes, as you mentioned, it's also a very good tool for children to get in touch with their emotions and to become more self-aware from an early age. So yes, in September, we are launching uh, journaling in schools, a beautiful project. We're starting with schools in Romania to bring a new journal for children, my first journal. <laughs> and uh, they will have exercises and different activities and um, games, hopefully, that their teachers will encourage them to, to use for getting more self-aware and more in touch with their emotions. 
This is beautiful, Alexandra. And what really caught my eye and my ear was when you said that people can express themselves and impress themselves. Can you please tell us what does it mean to impress yourself? This is something that, you know, from the from early age, we learned that we want to impress our parents to get their validation. We want to impress our teachers to get good grades. We want to impress our peers and our friends in order to feel that we belong to a group. And all the time, we have this construct from the outside world that we have to impress someone else. When instead, all we have to do is to impress ourselves. And at the end of the day, we just want to look in the mirror and to say, I'm proud of you and thank you for doing your best. So this is my reminder for people to learn to leave their impressivity by impressing themselves. They don't have to be a people pleaser. They don't have to be in competition with others. They just want to be impressed with the action that they take and the way that they are every day. If only I had known this <laughs> sooner. <laughs> I used to be a very strong people pleaser. So strong that I had no idea that I had to like myself, to like the things that I do do not get any exterior validation. And indeed, maybe uh, our parents in all the love that they had for us being in a different era, they wanted the neighbors, the relatives to be uh, impressed and to be proud of us. However, we did not learn too much self-love. And I can relate, I grew up in the countryside where what the neighbors would think was so much more important than my own feelings. And yeah, indeed, I got to a point at around 26 years young when I had a heart disease, just because I had so much frustration and I had no idea to express myself. And I sure wish I had had your journal handy back then because it would have made all the difference. Because dealing with yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's all part of the journey. I think for, for many people, getting to this point of hitting rock bottom and going through disease, it doesn't mean that it has to happen, but these kind of experiences are the waking calls, you know, the wake-up call that we need in order to start going back towards our inner world and learning to love ourselves, as you said. So you know, I do wish for people to find these kind of tools early in life, but at the same time, you know, it's part of everyone's journey to get to their own realizations and their own transformations. Yes, exactly. And why not take the easy way and test out Alexandra's wonderful methodology, which she is using every day with a lot of success. And I'm very proud that I can see you grow and I can see you having your own podcast, which is fantastic as well. Do tell us what led you to start your own podcast. Well, you know, I wanted to be uh, with the trend, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
well, the truth is that I have my YouTube channel for a few years now. And before the pandemic started, I was doing interviews with people and I love interviewing people, especially face to face. But then, of course, in the context of the whole situation, I couldn't do it face to face anymore. We started doing it online. It didn't feel the same. And I felt the need to take a break because I didn't know in which format I wanted to continue until this year when I said, well, actually, it's time to start the podcast. And I decided to just format everything else and turn it into the audio part. Now the Live Your Impressivity Show podcast. And the first season is all about journaling simply because, you know, there are so many areas of journaling that we can talk about. There are so many uh, tools, so many tips and tricks and techniques that we can bring into our journaling practices that I really want people to get to know as much as possible about this beautiful tool uh, and to use it in their life. Wonderful. Can you please tell us why Impressivity by Alexandra? What is behind this beautiful name? Well, Impressivity is a word that doesn't exist in the dictionary. And it means, according to my definition, it means to have that inner essence. It's your inner essence. It's your potential. Living your impressivity it means to live your light, living your essence, ultimately. And it came to me in 2014 when I started my uh, personal blog. And when I decided to, to start writing on a blog, I knew that it was going to be more than that. I knew that it was just a beginning for something bigger. And I was looking for a name that would define the greatness that I wanted to bring into the world. And, you know, sometimes when I used to hear these kind of stories, I was very skeptical, but it happened to me. I, I used to have a, a journal next to my bed and I literally just woke up in the middle of the night. I wrote the word down and in the morning I woke up and I looked in my journal and I wrote impressivity and I thought, what does it mean? <laughs> and I looked it up and it didn't even exist. And for me at first, it was a way to express the impressions that I would make about the world on my blog. So whether it was my impressions from traveling, my impressions of dating, my impressions of different cultural events or books or movies that I was watching, it was a way for me to express that into the world. And of course, later it grew more into a personal development brand and coaching. And now I feel that I was born to bring impressivity into the world. Wow, what a great story. And it does sound wonderful. And it's also fun because, yes, we humans don't tend to believe something until it happens <laughs> to us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> wonderful. What a great story. And can you please share with us, how did your path with journaling begin? What does the journal mean to you? Well, at first it was, uh, you know, it was just a notebook where I would start writing about what happened in school, 
and who I was playing with <laughs> uh, because I started my first journal when I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. And of course, at that time, it was just, you know, a way of um, writing down what had happened during the day. So it wasn't at the level of journaling that I'm doing today. But I kept this love for writing throughout the years, and I still have the journals from that uh point in my life and it's really interesting to read back (laughs) Um, and then I I studied journalism which came as well from my love for writing and in 2015 I was going through a period in my life where I was very disconnected and I was going through a series of panic attacks and anxiety and I went into therapy and from one therapy sessions to the next my therapist would give me exercises to write and that was the moment when I realized how much it can help me and how much it brought me back to reconnect with myself because I was monitoring my thoughts my emotions and starting to understand my inner world and where did that anxiety came from where did that separation came from And it really helped me to get back in touch with myself. So that was the moment when I got more curious about journaling in its more serious sense, not just for uh, keeping a diary as a teenager. And that was when I started studying and reading and interviewing people uh, who did a lot of research on this topic. And the first step that I took was to start writing my book write your way to happiness. And uh, I started with doing free workshops in London, in the back of a bookstore. <laughs> and uh, I realized this is what I want to do for forever to, to bring this tool of journaling to everyone and for people to learn that it's, it's actually not that difficult. You know, sometimes we might feel afraid to go to a therapist, to go to seek specialized help because there is still a lot of wrong mentalities about this. But when we just turn towards our journal and we start writing, it's just us and the paper and we can be fully honest. There's no judgment. We can just express how we're feeling and release it. And in time, we can also find healing. A beautiful word, healing. (laughs) Yes. Yes, healing comes in so many ways and forms and shapes. And I was wondering, as I was hearing you talk now about this wonderful path of yours, would you consider that journaling equals authenticity? Is it the path to find yourself completely? It is, for sure, especially if you really trust yourself to go deep in the journaling sessions. And the thing is that when you start journaling, there are no rules. And if there was a rule, it would be just be fully honest, be authentic when you're writing your journal. And the idea that you are writing just for yourself, it's not for anyone else. It's not the matter of, oh, I'm going to write this beautiful page in my journal that I'm going to post on my social media. No, that is what you are writing for yourself to be actually courageous enough to ask yourself the difficult questions. And I know that it's difficult. I know also from my personal experience as well, that 
it can be difficult at first to peel off those layers. So this is when we want to get some help. We want someone to guide us and to give us those guided questions for journaling and to go deeper into finding out who we truly are, finding out that authenticity. And many times it's really just somewhere deep, deep below because we have added so many layers on top of it, you know, so many expectations that people have from us, so many goals that are not even ours. And, you know, it takes a while to actually reach deeper and deeper. Wow. <laughs> it does sound very familiar because I know I used to try this, um, this journaling technique a lot when I was younger in my early 20s. And indeed, if you don't have a strong guidance, it's tough to go there as no one is guiding you or maybe pushing you a bit. It's difficult to get through all the emotions and as you said, all the expectations that aren't even real. They are projected onto us by the people around us with which, let's face it, don't want to harm us, but they want to have their own um, needs fulfilled. And if we are not careful with our boundaries, maybe we can be having anxiety or panic attacks. And I was there as well, as, as you mentioned. What would you say that uh, courage and fear would best be defined in journalism? How, how do you see these two, actually these uh, three concepts coming together? Uh, so courage, fear, and journaling. Well, I think journaling in itself is a tool for recognizing fear. And also it, it is a, a brave way to get to know yourself. As I said, you know, the, the journal is a mirror of our soul. And it's not always easy to look in that mirror because we are not only going to see the beautiful parts and the beautiful things that happen, our beautiful thoughts, there are also uh, shadows and difficult emotions and maybe wounds and traumas from the past that we want to heal. But looking at those in the mirror and writing about them is going to take courage. So courage in itself is a really big ingredient of starting a, a, a journal. And at the same time, I think acknowledging our fears and looking at them is a really great way to start navigating those emotions and overcoming those fears with journaling. And again, it comes down to having the right guidance, to having the, the questions and the prompts that you can go through whatever it is that you need to heal in that moment of your, of your life. You know, in different stages, we have different fears coming up. And sometimes we may not even be aware of them because we lived with them for so long. But when we actually look at them and we, we learn to write about them, it's when we start shifting that fear to courage. And, you know, as I was saying in the, um, in the quote that you, you mentioned at the beginning in the introduction, it's about feeling the fear and still taking action. Courage is not the absence of fear. It's the way of feeling the fear and still pushing through. 
And I think this is very important because also in journaling, you know, we we acknowledge the fear at first. We we see the fears that come up for us in certain situations. We start journaling about it. And then we start looking at where does it come from? Is that fear trying to protect me from something? Is it trying to teach me something? And what would happen if I still took action? And what could happen if I didn't take action? What would happen if fear takes over instead of courage? So exploring those scenarios in writing is going to help us be prepared for whatever comes when we indeed take action uh, at the end of the day. You mentioned some great questions. I guess you are a question lover uh, coach. And <laughs> yes. they sound wonderful. They may sound very complex, but I guess that once you have the pen and the piece of paper, it all flows naturally, doesn't it? Yes, I mean, of course, that's the, the beauty of having uh, guided questions in, in your journal. And this is my intention with bringing more of these exercises in my workshops, in my memberships, and in my journals as well, to, to support people to ask these difficult questions to themselves. Because I know that maybe we're not used to asking this, or maybe if we do ask ourselves, we don't really go very deep with our answers. So in journaling, we can be more brave and sit down and write and dig deeper and see what comes to surface because there's always something that is eager to come to the light. And only when we bring it up, we will be able to heal it and then see if it serves us or if we want to let it go. Beautifully said. You get to be fully aware, you get it in your rational mind, and then you can decide. That is so beautiful. And I, too, am using now this technique to conquer my own fears and my clients' fears because it's actually pretty simple to get yourself answering a great question and then see if it truly helps you or maybe it's time to move on. Alexandra, yes. can you please... Tell us, how would you say that your relationship with fear has changed over the years? And how did you get to conquer it? Because now you're in a point that is very inspiring to me, and I'm pretty sure that's to our listeners as well. Well, I think fear never goes away. I think it's important to see its evolution. And I love the way that you um, asked the question because it is a transformation of fear. It is a way of, first, of course, we, at first, I think we don't even realize that we're afraid of something. You know, we're so used to that feeling of being afraid and trying to protect ourselves that we don't recognize that it's some sort of fear there um, keeping us from doing something. And then with a little bit of work, we start to be aware of that fear. We start to see, okay, I'm afraid of this. And then was, once we start working through that, I think with more and more work and deep inner questioning and um, awareness, we start to see, okay, where is it coming from? Is it serving me? Is it trying to protect me? Is it holding me back? For me, I remember 
um, there was always, I think, a fear of failure. I think this is something that we all have, especially from um, early age when we try to constantly be successful and prove that we're good. And, you know, that fear of not being good enough at school or at something that we do, um, I think that something very present for so many of us. And then I, I remember I even wrote in my book, Right Your Way to Happiness, about the confusion that I had between the fear of failure and the fear of success. Because once I started to shift my journey and my path from working in corporate and you know, following the rules and following the systems and deciding that it's time for me to go into entrepreneurship and do something different, there was this fear, this mix of fear of failure and of success because I thought, well, if I actually succeed, I don't know how to handle that. I'm not prepared for that. And, you know, it was becoming more and more conscious. And then I started working through it and it started to shift, you know, I started to prepare with different scenarios and to reassure myself and to actually get more confident in myself, because I think it all comes down to trusting that we have the tools to navigate whatever it is that we encounter, whether it's failure, whether it's success, you know, we have the tools, we are so well everything that we already need and we just have to, to trust ourselves that we can do it and then I think another um, another failure that I I wasn't aware of but now looking back you know I became more conscious of it was the fear of not reaching my potential because I tried for three times to get out of the corporate system and you know, after every job that I would have, I said, I'm going to go freelancing. I'm going to go freelancing. I'm going to do it on my own. But because I was so afraid and I didn't know how to handle it, I would always go back to the safe place. I would always look for another job because that was my safety net, right? So me trying to find that escape route, but at the same time being afraid, it was that mix that was keeping me from actually reaching my potential. And it was so scary. And I think that fear eventually transformed into the fuel that made me start. And the moment when I said, that's it, there's no more turning back. I am going full in. <laughs> I'm uh, launching my book. And from that moment, that's it. I'm not going to uh, look back. This is my path. This is my journey. I am 100% in. So these fears eventually turned into passion, turned into a fuel to actually help me move forward. And I think this is how it, um, it really grew. And this is how it transformed my life and how it transformed my, my journey. You have quite a story, Alexandra. <laughs> Thank you for sharing this with us. You have said something that was mind blowing to me. That is amazing. And I can relate that I had this strong fear of success and failure all combined. And indeed this confusion 
has kept me in a corporate world for eight years and a half more than I had wished. I also had this um, need to do something else, to quit doing the same old routine every day, to be the, the master of my schedule and so on. But yeah, it was tough. This safety net comes from the need of being um, comfortable to, to feel in a warm, nice, safe place. But yes, the question to ask ourselves is, are we really happy when we feel that warm, safe place? Or do we need adventure to make us feel alive? Yeah, it could be the second <laughs> answer. Why not? Every, every path is different. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. This has been something that I truly, truly loved. And can you please tell us, how can our audience transform their lives with journaling? Since maybe it's the first time that they hear us talk about this, you are the full-time expert. Can you please tell us which are the steps that someone that's new to this can start from today? So one simple tool could be just to get your pen and paper and maybe set the timer on your phone or you know set your alarm for two minutes and just start writing with I feel and then see what comes up. It might just be, you know, I feel really stupid writing this in my journal and that's okay. <laughs> you can write that. <laughs> Another way is to Start with, you know, very simple, very simple things that you want to write in your in your journal. Usually what I see in people and, you know, what happens, especially when you are starting out with journaling, you will write more about the facts, the activities of the day, you know, the, the things that are surrounding you, the reality that you can see. And in time, you will start writing about emotions as well. But at first, it will be more about facts. And that's okay. That's a really good practice to start with in order to first get used to writing. And if nothing of this works for you and you don't want to start like that, then if there's anything that you uh, would love to write and that will completely change your life, and this is neuroscience saying, not me, <laughs> you start with three things that you are grateful for. That's it. Three things that you're grateful for, because gratitude is such a beautiful way to shift your mood and to turn your day around. You know, if you start in the morning by writing down what I'm grateful for today, then this will completely uh, change your mindset into being more positive. So if nothing else helps you, <laughs> just write the gratitude list. Uh, there are very many, very many exercises, you know, in my journal, because I also wanted it to help people to get this habit of journaling. I focus especially on gratitude and intention setting. Three things that you're grateful for in, for in the morning and the intention for that day. So if you want to, to start the habit of journaling, then just start with this simple thing. You don't have to write for hours. 
it's less than five minutes and you just sit down and write that and keep doing it for two or three weeks maybe and see how it changes uh, your life and your mood because you know results come with intention and if you set the intention to um, use journaling and to shift your mindset into a more positive one then you will see the results as well beautifully said and indeed gratitude changes your vibration your energy your mood where there is love from gratitude you cannot have fear and this is truly amazing and Alex can you also tell us a bit your wonderful journal because I want everyone to get in touch with it I know I will. I am very curious to check it out to see how it feels to have those specific questions, the guides that one needs to let everything out into the open and then decide. Can you please tell us a bit about this wonderful piece of writing? Yes, so the intention with this journal was for people to start the habit of journaling. And as we know, any habit takes time. And, you know, sometimes it takes two weeks, three weeks, or even more. So just practicing this and with very small steps, you know, as I said, you don't need hours to write in your journal. You just need five minutes to, you know, set your intention for the day and write your gratitude. And then at the end of the day, maybe again, write what you were grateful for in that day and something that you learned. And if nothing else comes up for you and nothing else that you want to write down, you don't have to. I receive, uh, I receive a lot of photos from people who are using the journal and they are now filling up all the pages. You know, I left some uh, space as well for people who feel that they want to use free writing and they want to put all of their emotions onto the page, I left a, a space for them to do so. And they're sending me, you know, uh, images of how much they write. And they say, Alex, I need a second journal. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you can use that space for planning your day or for taking notes or for anything else. There are also reflections for the end of the week when you look at your breakthrough moment of that week and you reflect on something very powerful that you learned about yourself, I always find that the moments of reflection are the best for our personal growth because growth happens in the moments of reflection. And then we also have at the end of the journal, a section for designing our vision. You know, there's this mini vision board with the wheel of life where we can take out some words and put them on each section of the wheel of life and you know start from there to journal about what is our ideal life what do we want to create more of in our life so it has all of these beautiful sections and you know it's such a such a joy to see how people uh, start this habit and at first you know it starts just with the gratitude and the intention and then throughout the weeks, they start filling in more and more pages. So that's, that's the beauty of seeing the evolution of building the habit of journaling. Wonderful. And I can see how transformative this tool really is. And Alex, to sum up, 
I know that our listeners are more than curious to get in touch with you, to learn more from you, to check out your great podcast. Can you please tell us how can our audience listening to us now on YouTube and on social media on Spotify, how can they get in touch with you today and learn more about this amazing art? Of course, on my social media, you can find me anywhere, uh, Alexandra Baditza, or on Instagram, Impressivity by Alexandra. My podcast is Live Your Impressivity Show, which is as well on Spotify and YouTube. And then on my website, alexbadica.com. Wonderful. Alex, Alexandra, I think you prefer that uh, we call you Alex. Uh, this, yes. has been, <laughs> this has been amazing. Truly transformational. You have shared your story with us. So much wisdom. So much work that you have put into this. And it's actually passion that we are so grateful to have you today. Thank you once again for all this amazing information. And everyone listening, make sure you check out Alexandra's work. It is truly transformational. You will enjoy learning about yourself in the comfort what a paradox, right? In the comfort of your own home, but then living outside the comfort zone when you get to peel off the layers while you use this beautiful technique of journaling. Alexandra, thank you once again and wishing you all the most amazing successes in the world. Thank you so much for having me.